Welcome to Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. Your Real Money Talks host, Laurel Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and welcome back. I am here to talk to all of you about real money talks. So money talks are those awesome real conversations you need to have. And today we're going to talk about the financial literacy for your kids. If you don't have some, get some. They're tax deductible. And uh, I'm sure you know somebody that knows it, uh, knows somebody that has kids. So you absolutely can send this on to them, give it as a gift. But I want to talk about specifically why you should never pay your kids an allowance. Now, remember at any time, my Real Money Talks podcast is set up and directly organized with asklaurel.com. So asklaurel.com is the place where I want to interact with you. Give me your name, phone number, and email. Ask me a question. Say, hey, I want that resource. Hey, I want that ebook. I want that form. And if you go to asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts, that's where you're going to see a lot of cool stuff that we've been talking about in our podcast tools and, you know, different things that I think you absolutely need to get your financial house and your financial life in order. So here we go. Why should you never pay your kid an allowance. So first of all, an allowance is a fixed amount of money. So a fixed amount of money doesn't really work out, never works out, because what you're doing is you're grooming them to be a worker, right? You're grooming them to have a job. So I'm never, ever a fan of that. So I'm going to give it to you in order, a very specific sequence of not only why not to pay them, I've already told you, it's like a fixed income. There's no defined responsibilities necessarily. There's no consequences if they don't do it. If they actually get hurt and are laying on the couch all week, you know, with a sprained ankle or wrist or something, then they still might get paid. So I want you to put more entrepreneurial rules and conversation into how your kids get paid, which is why I say never pay them an allowance. Because an allowance is a flat rate that's undefined and it feels like you're conditioning them to get a regular check no matter what. I don't want paycheck mentality with you and or your family. I want to have this unlimited possibility of making money and kids are amazing at it. So here's what we're going to do. So the first thing is you're going to brainstorm with your child, right? And you can start this really young. I started as young as two and three. I mean, there's things they can do to pick up their own little, you know, items. They obviously have to be prompted until, oh, probably around eight to 10, depending on your child. And then after that, I'll, uh, I'll get into the teenage rules. So in the beginning, you really start this young and you get them doing things and realizing that certain activities are worth more than others. And you just have that conversation. As they get older, you actually write things down. And again, my podcast gifts area of asslaurel.com is where we'll have a form for this very activity. So what you're going to do is you're going to brainstorm with your child. You're just, you know, pull out a piece of paper or pull out a flip chart, um, some big piece of paper once you identify what you're going to do. And you literally write down all the different tasks that they want to do, willing to do, you need done. So notice there's a combination of things. So that could be like taking out the trash, doing the dishes, clearing the table, keeping their room picked up. Some of those might be just because you live here tasks and they're they're not, there's no compensation attached. Could be clean 
cleaning out the car as they get older, washing the car. My son just turned 17, so keeping the cars maintained, oil change and air tire pressure and all that kind of stuff. There's a whole variety of tasks that you need done, want done, and the kids want to do them and learn to do them around the house. You just get creative. So you make a list. And then this is where you got to get, you know, you maybe have to go on to Google if you don't or are not that aware of what these uh, different, call them chores cost or different activities is what I call them. But for example, like washing and maintaining the car is a bigger task and it's a more expensive, like more rewarded task financially than say doing the dishes or taking out trash. So what I want to make sure that you do is you list them out, go to Google, being you could take a day or two to do this and have the child do some research too and say, so what does it cost? Like what, what would someone get? Would they get, you know, $7 an hour, $8 an hour, $10 an hour, $15 an hour, or just for the task, what would it be just a flat rate? So you can be creative with that. And then basically what the the premise of never paying your kid an allowance is to come up with, uh, and I would do this on a monthly, maybe quarterly basis, that you agree on a set of tasks and a dollar amount that that task is worth. And as long as they do them during the week, that's what they get paid. Now, I would put some variance in there where they can actually make more. And the non-prompted activities where you'd have to say, come on, get that done, get that done. You know how us moms have to be sometimes or dads that are listening. So the non-prompted tasks actually get more reward. So this makes it a very active process in your household. So things are being done. Things are being accounted for. We have little journals and logs. Again, you can uh, pull those off of our gift page where you can actually record, you know, daily. You can use a day timer if you just want to go get a day timer. But basically, the, the child starts being responsible over time of recording their daily activities. What are they doing? You know, as they get older and you all continue to work with me, um, I help them design, especially you adults, what's called a revenue-producing day. Like, what are the activities that produce revenue? Not just get things done, because there's a lot of busy work in a day that's non revenue producing. So I want you to start getting an association with activities that produce money or activities that just kind of do maintenance and get things done. So it's not that they're not rewarded, but things that actually create money have a higher degree of reward. So we're going to be working on those lists, getting that down, and then really almost, I want it to be more of a formal process. So step three is that you make it like an official contract. So things like if they got hurt, do they still get paid? Now, as youngsters, maybe you do half of it. But as they get older, like 12, 13, 14, then I start implementing a thing called insurance. So I'm the bank, right? Since I'm the one writing, you know, they're going to write down the activities. You meet once a week to review and agree on the amount that they earned. And if they had any incentive for, you know, variance activities, call them. And then you come up with the amount. Now, if you want to hold back, say, 2, 3, 4, 5% of the money, then that's insurance money. And you just put that into you know a money market account for them and it accumulates over time. So it's not that you're deducting and using it. You're just using it for the rainy day if they get hurt, especially if sports or you know, different activities, then they would still get, as long as they are in agreement to pay that insurance, they would still get their average of what they would normally have made during the week. So say your, you know, the activities add up to say $10 a week or $12 a week, and they have done say 5% to insurance, and this all starts when they're around 12 and you've had an agreement around it, then 
even if they get hurt and they're laying on the couch of their home from school and the activities don't get done when they have insurance executed, then they still get paid. So what you're doing is you're conditioning them for a real life entrepreneur. You're conditioning them that activities and certain actions and certain quality of actions actually are worth different kinds of money. And it's not just a standard list that you just get paid a flat amount and you can't influence it. So what I want you to understand the mindset is we can afford anything we want. We just have to create the structure for you to make more money and do more activities. And then as the kids get older, this is when you teach them leverage. They can go out and get jobs. So they could get a snow removal job, a lawn mowing job. They could get whatever kind of you know tutoring job. And then they could outsource it to their friends, obviously for a lesser amount of money, so they can get more and more jobs and start learning leverage and learning the use of other people's time, the use and value of their own time. Now, inherent in all of this, you parents that are listening to this podcast, this is for you too, because you need to be doing this and behaving this way. A lot of reasons why family households keep passing on really poor generational money activity is because the way that, I mean, the way that you've been behaving. Let's be honest, who taught you your money behavior? Who taught you how to balance a checkbook, how to pay bills, when to spend, how to spend? Who taught you all that? I mean, this is a very conscious approach and a conscious decision for you to have what you want in your life when and how you want it. So there's a two-way really embedded conversation in this, which is I want you to start doing it for your own life as well. A lot of you are very unconscious. You're just busy all day, especially, you know, moms with lots of kids and you don't realize nor do you value your time. You tend to do everything and not get your life supported. So again, the activity of never pay your kids an allowance is a brainstorming of the kinds of activities, pricing and an agreement to those activities. Then, you know, documenting them almost like into a contract saying, are you in agreement? This is how we're going to do it. As they get older. Oh, and then, yeah. And then as they get older, you'll, you'll implement the insurance. And then as they get even older, you'll implement leverage. Um, at least by 16, you need to be opening a bank account that they control and they can have an ATM card and that you sit down and then the meeting just gets a little longer to make sure you go over how they're spending, what they're spending on what they're earning, um, start putting together what I call forecasts. Other people would call them budgets. So kids start seeing the ins and outs of money and how they have a lot of power in their life to influence what comes in, what goes out, when it goes out, um, how do they manage and uh, you know accumulate money for things that they want to buy. So around 10, 12, around 10 is actually when I do it. I help, uh, we open up what's called the car account and they have six years to contribute to the car they want. So I just opened the one for Tristan. So it's just a typical checking savings account down in a bank. And the amount that she has in by her 16th birthday, I match. So she has 4,000 in or she you know, put away $1,000 a year. She has 6,000 in, I match it and she gets a $12,000 car or some variants of that. So you wanna start getting them targeted for the things that they want and putting money into specific accounts. And as they you know, grow, you'll have more activity with the banking. Clearly by 16, they need to have their own accounts, their own debit cards. By 17, get them a credit card. By 18, I really want you to, you know, those that are very entrepreneurial, get them an LLC, get them a bank account, get them, you know, corporate credit cards. So they have their own personal credit. They have corporate credit. There's a way as a parent that has never been taught, that I'm totally passionate about this conversation, that you can set your kids up to be totally financially literate leaving your house. I'm really working diligently to get this into a variety of school systems and processes. We have a few open doors, but right now this responsibility sits in the households of everyone in the world, not just in America. So the process works everywhere. Again, you start very young. 
Um, other things you can do with really youngsters, like two, three, four, especially when they start losing their teeth, is, you know, I give different kinds of money. We've traveled all over the world. So sometimes the, uh, you know, the tooth fairy is going to come in pesos and sometimes in South African ran and sometimes in a euro, sometimes in an Australian dollar. So starting to get an orientation that money is just paper and coins. It has a uh, a commercial value that allows them, the more they have, the more they get, you know, can acquire in their life, not just things that they want, but they could buy a house, they could buy a car, they could buy a gas and oil well, they could buy a franchise, they could buy, you know, a computer that they might need for their own online business. So starting this conversation really young, that money's not this weird, elusive thing that we just can't see or have control over. You can control and have anything that you want in your life. And my passion for all of you is to get it and let's get it done properly. Absolutely. Let's get this uh, conversation done and bring it into your households. So again, the steps of never paying your kid an allowance is to come up with a list, to put a pricing to it, to put a contract to it, to have regular meetings, you know, weekly, if not, you know, no later than every two weeks, um, because then it kind of gets out of focus of what they're doing and why they need to be doing it. Um, Adding insurance, adding leverage, other things that just create some fun creativity. I have a a really awesome uh, filing cabinet for kids around how to, you know, make money, how to keep money, how to plan, you know, for smaller items, and then how to plan for larger items like the car account. So it's a four folder system. You can uh, get it on our gifts page. There is a small fee for that. Um, We'll ship it out to you. But that starts getting kid oriented to money needs to be organized. I mean, you know, if you're chaotic, uh, money's not coming to a chaotic system. So getting organized and staying organized is a really critical part of this whole process of raising financially literate children. And then as they become 18, and they become an adult, let's move them into a proper business. Now, all that being said, let me go back a few steps to add in some layers you know, which may seem complex. But for those of you that want to really grow and you do have, you know, money that you're moving towards your children, a few other things is um, you can open that LLC under your own name. Um, They legally can't be in the entity until they're 18. But I've, you know, helped a lot of parents, including my, my kids have, you know, entities that have been open, you know, for years and years and years. So when they're 18, they actually get a seasoned LLC, a seasoned account, a seasoned company. That gives them a lot of benefits. It gives them banking benefits. It gives them credit line benefits. So say they want to go off to college um, and they want to, you know, buy a piece of property with you so they can use it as a rental property and buy a fourplex, rent one, rent the other three, cash flow through college. There's just huge benefits in helping the child understand that there's personal credit, there's corporate credit, and helping them get set up earlier in life than later and having followed, you know, what I call just inherited behavior is crazy. So absolutely take this on. Those of you who have, want more advanced conversations and want some structure on how to set it up, how do, what do you set up, what entity, um, how do you handle taxation? Again, go to askleroll.com, ask some questions. I'll have my team immediately follow up with you. So we want to be in conversations. We don't want to be this distant, you know, company and voice of, uh, you know, podcasting. I want to be intimate in your lives and helping you shift your lives to the financial situations and states that you really want and deserve. Um, a few other things that you want to really be careful of and cautious of is, um, you know, just making sure that you have controls on all these accounts as the kids uh, open them, have uh, balance controls, have spending controls. The other piece that's really as they become 18, I'd love to have some consult with you and the, the teenager, is how to start looking at taxation. 
And how do they start looking at putting money away? The compounding power of money is extraordinary. And if you help the child see that they even put 100 away a month, 200 away a month, 500 away a month, that is going to accumulate to an extraordinary, I mean, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, as they head into their 20s. So you can change the total trajectory of your child's life by starting early and being in this conversation. It will actually change yours as well. One other piece I want to put in around the, the uh, kids and depending on how your life is set up, if you have a business, I'd like you to employ the kids. So there's a way for you to employ up to seven and then seven and above and then 14 and above. So those are kind of your benchmarks of the amount of money that you can pay them, the kinds of jobs that you could pay them. And when they're 14, they actually can start legally paying tax, which then that is an offset, you know, to your tax bracket because there'll be a much lower tax bracket. So there's very strategic moves that we make with families that that makes sense for. But the other thing that a a paycheck does for a child, and I don't want you to overpay them because it is taxable income, but it allows you to go down to, you know, a financial institute and get a Roth IRA. So I want you to open a Roth. You can put up to $6,500 a year tax, you know, after tax, but then whatever the money is invested in inside the Roth, this grows tax-free for the rest of their life. And so um, tax-free, tax-deferred. So there's a lot of strategic financial moves from employing your kids to getting them qualified accounts to later getting them an entity or earlier getting them an entity, transferring it to them. Um, obviously, you maintain controls, uh, but at 18 years old. So I hope this helped kind of open your eyes to some possibility of never paying your kid an allowance, bringing financial literacy and a financial conversation into your home and really moving away from that old humdrum, balance your checkbook. I mean, all this is done online. So, you know, really working with your child and that online process, sometimes it helps to take it offline. Um, I also have a millionaire maker game that teaches real P&L and balance sheet moves for those who are more entrepreneurial. I have a lot, a lot of kids starting at eight years old, nine years old that already know they want to be entrepreneurs. They don't want a job. So the millionaire maker game, the financial filing cabinet, we have some tools and some things. Um, A few of them have just some, you know, small uh, price uh, to the item as well as some shipping costs. And there's a lot of just free forms and free downloads and things that you can get. Yeah, Again, you go to asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. Get them there. Let's stay in this conversation. I want you to bring this conversation into your home and then pass it down for generations. Your, your kids will maybe be resistant in the beginning, but be highly appreciative later in life once you've taught them these processes and skills. Again, go to asklaurel.com anytime that you have a question and let's stay in this conversation at Real Money Talks Podcast with Laurel Langmar. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L dot com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week.